This is Marilyn Monroe Radio, the only weekly broadcast brought to you from the heart of Tinseltown, where we will revisit, re-examine, and reminisce about the life, films, career, and even the death of Hollywood's most beloved star, Marilyn Monroe. I'm your host, Samantha McLaughlin. Marilyn Monroe Radio is available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please subscribe, download, review, and share this episode with your friends. For further information, go to MarilynMonroeRadio.com, where you'll find links and how to follow us on social media and various other information covered in this broadcast. If you would like to contribute, or if you have questions and comments, call the Marilyn Monroe Hotline at 818-583-7630. This week, we will revisit 1955 in New York at the Friars Club with the celebrity roast of Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis an exclusive legendary organization of musicians, comedians, and entertainers established in 1904. Special guests for the evening would be none other than our Marilyn Monroe, who was escorted by Milton Green with Masters of Ceremonies, Uncle Milty, or Milton Burrow. The photographs are palpable as every man in the room is vying for Marilyn's attention. She was the only female in the room, as it was against club policies and rules to allow women in the club. All the men in the room were literally climbing over each other just to be near her. This moment in Marilyn's history is brilliantly covered by Elizabeth Winder's book, Marilyn in Manhattan, Her Year of Joy. Lucky for you, you get a front row seat with this playful interaction between Dean, Jerry, and Marilyn. Enjoy. From show business and public life here in New York's Governor Harriman, they turn out to do honor to Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. It's the annual dinner of the Friars in New York, and only one woman shares the dais, Marilyn Monroe, seated with Eddie Fisher. For Dean and Jerry, perennial laugh makers, the event has its calming effects. Why, Jerry even finds eating difficult. The boys are honored for their efforts in behalf of the Muscular Dystrophy Associations, their favorite charity, and receive fire hats, symbolic of the firefighters' march for muscular dystrophy, which they led. From Milton Burrow, master of ceremonies for the dinner, the Friars own Oscars, symbolic of top performances on and off stage. Another highlight of the evening for Martin and Lewis is a word of praise from their boss at Paramount Pictures. In fact, as Mr. Barney Balaban reminds them, they're closer than ever now. Dean and Jerry, we would have been, we have recently become partners. You know that pretty well, Mr. Dean. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Did I know. you bring the money oh, with you? <laughs> I wonder if it means the 800,000. I know that this association will be a long and a healthy one, but even if we were not connected business-wise, my respect for you both as great citizens 
and wonderful artists would be boundless. God bless you both. That's the man. The testimonial leaves Dean and Jerry speechless. Speechless? Well, they can still read. Let's listen in. It's hard to believe, but here we are, and more thrilled, more thrilled than we can ever tell you. There isn't really too much we can say. Hey. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Jerry. It's all right. There isn't too much we can say except that we accept can say except we are eternally grateful grateful we shall always remember this tribute we will try to live up to what is expected of us we will we'll write, write speeches, speeches together, together from, from now on, on. right and we, we thank, thank you from, from the bottom of our hearts heart. please that's enough of the speeches yeah of Singapore, I would like to. <laughs> do we, uh, I hope the audience doesn't mind I get in front of Maryland every once in a while, but do we get one of these, each of us? No, we have to, we go to everyone's house and look at it. Oh. See, well, that's nice of you. this thing? Yes, they're rolling, so don't talk that's dirty. little clicking <laughs> sound, you can tell. Yeah, you know, one more, we could have a minion. We certainly could. How is that, good? Now, folks, comes the real special part of our program, the happy time when we introduce our guest star. Of course, tonight it's especially happy because we have Marilyn Monroe. As I told you, Jerry doesn't know about it, so it's going to be a complete surprise. And, uh, shh, here comes Jerry. Dean, who is it, Dean? Who? Our guest, Dean, who? Is it? Guest are who? <laughs> well, I'll give you a hint. If I were an artist, I'd like to do her in oil. You'd like to do her in oil? <laughs> yeah, now, who's our guest star? Sardine. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Look, it takes the most beautiful legs in the world, the most beautiful figure in the world, and the most beautiful face in the world, and put them all together. Now, what you got? The ugliest woman in the world. How come? You got me so excited, I put everything in the wrong place. <laughs> well, this girl has everything in the right place. Jerry, every once in a while... A meteor flashes through the skies and falls into the ocean. Fortunately for us, the ball of fire we have as our guest missed the ocean and landed at 20th Century Fox. So, I give you the two most exciting words in the modern dictionary. Marilyn Monroe! Well, you deserve it, Miss Marone. Um... Dean, look at your script. It's Monroe. I'm looking at you. It's Marone. <laughs> right, Jeff? zippity doo da dee dee Get a load of the dress she's wearing, Dean. Two armholes loosely tied together. I'll be what a dress. Oh, it's nothing much. Just... <laughs> Just something I threw on. You almost missed, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah. Gee, thanks, boys. Do you really think this gown does something for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But it does a lot more for us. What is well, what is it made of? Silk? <laughs> It's just plain cotton. Cotton? I see more cotton on top of a bottle of aspirin. <laughs> I'd better talk to the wardrobe mistress about this dress. It's so tight, I nearly wore myself out putting it on. Poor girl. Are you all in? Gosh. <laughs> well, gosh, I hope so. Gee, Miss Monroe, Dean and I saw your last picture in Niagara. It was a dark, a positive dark. <laughs> What, what was the audience reaction to the picture in the theater? After your first scene, they served the Hershey bars in Dixie Cups. Dean. Yes? You better concentrate on the script. It's your turn. Oh. We had a cocktail party at my house with a bartender and everything, and we showed home movies of your picture, Miss Monroe. Now, you're not going to tell me that when I came on the screen that the ice and the drinks melted. Oh, no, that would be silly. <laughs> the bartender melted. Oh, you fellas are just kidding. Kidding? Remember the scene where you were kissing your boyfriend? Yes. Right in the middle, my canary threw himself at the cat. <laughs> uh, Miss Monroe, if you go out with me after the show, I'll buy you a bottle of perfume. You're wasting your time, dear. Marilyn would rather go out with somebody like me. That's right. I'm a blonde, and I like to go out with tall, dark, handsome men. You see, opposites attract. Then you'll love me. I'm just the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Jerry, you're a man, and I'm a woman. Now that we've chosen up sides, let's play. <laughs> Won't you give up, Jerry? Marilyn prefers me. I've gone out with women who wouldn't even look at you. So what? I've gone out with women who wouldn't look at me either. Okay, Jerry. Supposing I do go out with you, what'll we do? Well, we get in my car and drive up Lookout Mountain. And when we get to the top... Yes? Look out! <laughs> no, Jerry. If I went out with you, it might get into the newspaper. And you know how some newspapers will do anything for a story. Well, we do know about that type of newspaper, Marilyn, but... We can paint a better picture if we dramatize it. So, Fenneman, start dramatizing. The Chesterfield Biome by the Carton Players present Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis, and Marilyn Monroe in a dramatic newspaper yarn. It's the story of a cold-blooded newspaper editor who has no friends, but who is loved by Marilyn Monroe, entitled... So who needs friends? <laughs> Morning hangover, Editor Lewis speaking. What? Just a minute, I'll get the press room. Hello, press room. What is it, Chief? Quick, tear out the front page. Why? My mother just bought a new garbage pail and she needs something to line it with. <laughs> Hello, Chief. Tell me, baby doll, what's cooking? I am. Get off my lap. <laughs> I've got a headline for you, Chief. Noted doctor advocates fish breeding for a hobby. Too long. Cut it down. What'd I say? Surgeon, urgent, surgeon, merchant. <laughs> Come on, baby. Give us a kiss. Editor Lewis, I'm the publisher of this paper, and I'm not paying you to kiss our star report. Spending all your time kissing her doesn't increase our circulation, but it increases mine. <laughs> I, I can explain, Publisher Martin. I just came in to show him the wardrobe I'm going to take along on my vacation. 
This is my hunting outfit. Hunting outfit? But that's a strapless, backless gown. You don't know your clothes. You don't know what I'm hunting. <laughs> I should have known better than to hire a woman report. Just a minute, sir. I'm a newspaper man. I'm not a woman. You're not? I think we've got a scoop. <laughs> I mean, while I'm on this paper, I don't want to be thought of as a woman. I want to be thought of as a man. Okay, but I hope we get a joining lockers at the Y. <laughs> yeah, no! <laughs> Morning hangover. Hello, Chief. You remember Detroit Danny? You mean a gangster who was almost beaten to death last week with a bag of wet chicken livers? <laughs> yeah, well, he was shot to death. And I found a slug. That slug is evidence. Bring it right over here. I can't. I use it to make this phone call. <laughs> I know how Detroit Danny got knocked off. He was trying to blackmail Eskimo Eddie. Chief, if you print that story, Eddie will kill you. And I'll be alone. On a bet? <laughs> Chief, darling, don't do it. Kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. Ah, stop your nagging. <laughs> I'm a woman, and I want loving arms around me. Don't worry, if I'm killed, somebody will come along tomorrow. Yeah, but what am I going to do tonight? <laughs> I don't want you murdered. Give up your job, and I'll marry you. But what other work could I get? Well, don't worry about it, kids. You're young. You can always live on love. Yes. Give up your job, and we'll have kisses for breakfast, kisses for lunch, kisses for supper. Gosh, kisses for breakfast, kisses for lunch, kisses for supper. Okay, it's a deal, baby. But I'm warning you. About what? Don't ever let me get you having any meals out. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned to next week's show for when we'll have more about our favorite icon. Until next time, cheers. <laughs>